The following is a presentation of the Center for Dermatology, Cosmetic, and Laser Surgery in Mount Kisco. Recapture your youthful look with Dr. David Bank. Visit thecenterforderm.com. You'll be happy you did. Welcome to the Health and Happiness Show with Casey. This is a weekly presentation with guests, ideas, information, and fun designed to improve your life from 100.7 WHUD. Hi, it's Casey. Thanks for tuning in to Shine On today. Here's a website to remember if you want to see what your brain is up to. AndrewNewberg.com Dr. Newberg is a neuroscientist who studies how your brain changes when you have those big aha moments. It feels like you have touched the real essence of the world itself around us and that sense of transformation that it changes everything about the way you think about the world. Those are what the essential elements of these enlightenment experiences are and they not only change you as a person, but they change the biology of who you are as well. They change the brain itself, and that's part of what we have the evidence for. Coming up, Dr. Andrew Newberg. His latest book is called How Enlightenment Changes Your Brain, plus calling all healers. If you do Reiki, reflexology, aromatherapy, massage, craniosacral therapy, would you consider donating an hour of your service to a senior citizen? Anne Martell invites you to check out Golden Years Healing Foundation. And you'll meet two lovely Italian students who are getting ready for finals and prom in the Hudson Valley. Thanks for tuning in today. When we sit down to meditate, we are striving for at least peace and at best, enlightenment. Dr. Andrew Newberg is very curious about what your brain is up to, especially when you're connecting to the divine. His previous books have included How God Changes Your Brain and Why God Won't Go Away. Dr. Newberg's latest book is called How Enlightenment Changes Your Brain. And it covers things like the effect of meditation on the brain and what, if anything, happens when you send a blessing to someone. Dr. Andrew Newberg, let's start here. What do you mean when you say enlightenment? Well, for us, enlightenment really refers to the the most powerful experiences that people can have. These are the, the life-changing, transformative experiences that where the person just suddenly realizes what life is all about, what the world is all about, how they relate to it. Uh, it is transformative. It changes them permanently, changes the way they think about uh, their relationships, about their job, uh, about themselves, and how they connect with the world. These are the, the truly big life-changing experiences. And we differentiate that a little bit from what we sometimes refer to as the little e enlightenment experiences that that everybody's probably had at least a few in their life where they may have had a big problem they were trying to resolve or you know just something suddenly clicked in their mind what kind of career they were supposed to have and maybe set them down a new path but didn't change the essence of who they were that's really the big e enlightenment experiences those experiences that really change the 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 essential nature of the person we meditate we try to get better we, we try to have those aha moments but I'm going to tell you briefly something that happened to me once in yoga class. You tell me big E or little E. Okay. Yoga class. I was very new to yoga. This is about 25 years ago. I'm being led on a guided meditation. I'm imagining this mountain at the end of my street where there's a river and a mountain and the sun, right? Uh-huh. I became the mountain. Do you, know, mm. do you know what I mean by that? My eyes yeah, were absolutely. in the mountain. I was breathing as if I was breathing and I was the mountain. And it was the most peaceful, 
life-changing experience I have ever had, and it has made me look at life completely differently, look at consciousness completely differently. It lasted a brief moment, and it's never happened again. Well, that you know, that's pretty close to qualifying for the biggie. Um, <laughs> it's always sort of hard as an external person to say this is, you know, to anoint one particular experience as one way or another. But the kind of elements that you're talking about, those are the experiences that people have when we think about these main enlightenment experiences, that sense of oneness, that sense of becoming, in your case, the mountain, becoming connected to God, becoming connected to the universe, the sense of of, under, of clarity, of understanding the world, uh, a sense of realness that becomes, you know, that it feels like you have touched the real essence of the world itself around us, and that sense of, of, of transformation, that it changes everything about the way you think about the world. Those are, those are, those are what the essential elements of these Enlightenment experiences are, and, and they, they not only change you as a person, but they change the biology of who you are as well. They change the brain itself, and that's part of what we have the evidence for. That's what I'm looking at on page 139 of the beautiful black and orange book, How Enlightenment Changes Your Brain. I'm looking at a scan from a brain. So what happens in moments like that? Things start to fire and light up? Well, you know, interesting, a lot of different things happen. You know, uh, these experiences do involve multiple types of elements. They can involve our emotions, our thoughts, our feelings. So lots of different parts of our brain become involved in these experiences. Now, some of the specific things that happen, for example, uh, we, were, we were talking about uh, a sense of oneness or connectedness. Well, there's a part of our brain... Uh, our parietal lobe, which is located in the back of our brain, that normally takes our sensory information and helps to construct a sense of ourself and how that self connects to the world. It sets the boundaries between ourselves and the world. Well, this is an area of the brain that actually shuts down during experiences of profound oneness or unity that we see in meditation and prayer practices and a lot of these practices that lead towards enlightenment. So, as that area of the brain shuts down, we lose our sense of self, we lose the boundary between ourself and the world, and we feel that sense of oneness, that sense of intimate connectedness. Now, another uh, very key feature of these experiences, uh, and I'm not sure I heard you specifically describe it in your experience yet, but uh, is the sense of kind of a, a sense of surrender, a sense of release, a sense of just letting this process go. It kind of happens to you instead of you making it happen. And even as you said in the introduction, so many people strive for this, and that's great. That's part of the process. But there's ultimately this aspect of letting go. And when people let go, another part of our brain, the frontal lobes, which are located behind the forehead, this is an area of the brain that actually shuts down when we let go. It normally our cognitive neuroscience study showed that the frontal lobe turns on when we concentrate. So when we meditate, when we focus on a particular object or, or a prayer or something like that, our frontal lobes turn on. But at the height of these experiences where you lose that sense of focus and you just let it happen to you, our frontal lobes actually shut down. So there are lots of different changes that go on in the brain. And part of what we, we talk about throughout the book are this very uh, uh, important and unique network of how these different structures and patterns of activity, if you will, that happen at the moment of these experiences. We're talking to Dr. Andrew Newberg, the book How Enlightenment Changes Your Brain. Because you've written books with God in the title, I have to ask you, does God want us to be enlightened? Uh, well, I certainly hope so. Um, you know, certainly when we look at the religious and spiritual traditions, in many ways what we are striving for is to be that uh, or Jesus. Uh, while, you know, we're, we don't expect each of us to become Buddha or Jesus per se, but we want to become Buddha-like. We want to become, you know, we want to strive to be that ultimate ideal human being. 
and these experiences are part of that process. So, I, you know, from my perspective, the idea of, of a person in a given spiritual or religious tradition going through an intensive process, a process of prayer, contemplation, meditation, rituals, uh, lines of questioning that ultimately open themselves up to this profound experience where they truly recognize their relationship with God, their relationship with other human beings. Um, that's what people are ultimately striving for. That's what the goal of these experiences is about. And uh, and I think, you know, trying to go down that type of religious or spiritual path is very powerful. But we also point out that you know, if you go back in history a few hundred years to the age of enlightenment, their sense of enlightenment was to get away from religious and spiritual ideas. So enlightenment can take different forms for different people, but there are these essential elements of it, like that sense of oneness, that sense of clarity, and so forth, that are a part of all the experiences, irrespective of the particular aspects of those experiences. Well, you know, we actually did a a very small study where we looked at that, where we actually asked people to send blessings to other people. It was something called the oneness blessing. And it was very interesting because we scanned people, the people who were sending the blessing, and we scanned the people who were theoretically receiving it. And certainly in the people who are sending blessings, there's a lot of very positive changes that go on in the brain. The brain turns on. It's it's a lot like some of these meditative types of states. Uh, there are changes that go on in our parietal lobe, in our frontal lobe, that help us to connect or to feel connected to that other person. And that's a very powerful part of that experience of sending a blessing. Now, when we scan the people receiving the blessing, um, there we saw much less change. We saw a few little areas that did seem to change a little bit. So, you know, with the limited amount of information we have, it's a little too early to say absolutely they received something. Uh, but, you know, maybe they did. And, and I think uh, ultimately, though, it's certainly a wonderfully powerful and positive experience for the sender. And to the extent that it might be helpful to the person who is receiving, uh, you know, it seems like there's very little downside to doing that, as long as those those blessings being sent are positive. You know, people have always asked, well, what if you send negative thoughts to somebody? Uh, you know, we don't know. We don't know exactly how all of this stuff may work, so we have to be a little careful about that. But, uh, but certainly for the person who's doing it um, and, and who's trying to send uh, positive ideas and feelings, it changes the way they are, it makes them more positive, and it can help improve that person's life, uh, irrespective of whether it ultimately has an impact in the rest of the world. Well, I'm blessing you right now, Dr. Andrew Newberg. What is your website? Uh, my website is just andrewnewberg.com, and it's got a lot of information about our research studies, uh, other books on the topic, and certainly uh, the Enlightenment book, uh, How Enlightenment Changes Your Brain, which they can get either online at Amazon or other real retailers or bookstores. This is the Health and Happiness Show with Casey on 100.7 WHUD. If you have a question or need more information about things you've heard on the show, email kcradio at gmail.com. The Health and Happiness Show. Information, fun, and inspiration. Do your hands need a beauty makeover? Hands have always been a sign of elegance. And even if you have a youthful facial appearance, hands don't lie. Now there is an easy solution for aging hands. Radius is the first and only FDA-approved product to correct volume loss on your hands. Radius restores beauty by filling out that hollow look to the back of your hands, leaving them looking smooth and natural. Results can be seen immediately. Lidocaine is added to the Radius, making this a virtually painless procedure 
procedure. In less time than it takes for lunch, the results of Radius hand lift treatment will make your hands soft and supple again. The procedure is safe and can last up to 15 months. Call today and schedule your hand lift consultation with Dr. David Bank. Dr. David Bank at the Center for Dermatology, Cosmetic, and Laser Surgery in Mount Kisco. 914-241-3003. You'll find out more at thecenterforderm.com. Hi, it's Casey. Thanks for shining on with us today. Anne Martell is a woman on a mission to help alleviate the pain and loneliness of aging in the Hudson Valley. The Golden Years Healing Foundation is new and growing. I started the foundation. We started this fall. We're an official 501c3. Basically, I'm a licensed massage therapist and a certified energy healer. I did some coursework in acupuncture, and then I spent years in corporate sales. (laughs) And I I spent years doing healing work, but I needed more money. I I changed my life. I ended up in corporate sales, and I ended up in assisted living. So I was one-on-one with seniors every day for a long time, and I have a feeling that when my grandmother went on hospice, it just made this whole thing click, and I decided I needed to be more personally involved. with the seniors in their lives. So now we have this foundation. We offer free um, complimentary health care services to seniors. Our goal is to do 100 sessions per month. We're currently at about 35. We're only six months old. But we have massage therapists and we have energy healers and we're in Putnam and we're in Westchester and we're moving into Connecticut and it's growing and it's just very exciting. And it's free to the seniors? It's free. Um, We have some private funding, and also we're doing, like, different fundraisers, and that just gives us more money to sustain it even longer. And um, But it's free. Seniors can get a 45-minute session, and then the healer determines how often. It depends on how chronic their condition is or if, you know, what their needs are. But it's no greater than once a week, no... No fewer than once a month. It depends if they're driving. There are a lot of variables, but they can definitely get free services. Our hope is to just get more and more people involved and to, we have a reflexologist who just called me yesterday. I have a, to volunteer, we have a um, aromatherapist who wants to volunteer. And so if anyone wants to volunteer, please, we need more help. Personally, I do about 20 sessions per month at this time. I have two other volunteers, one that's doing five sessions a month, the one that's doing four sessions a month. We want to grow, but I need more volunteers, really. Okay, so aromatherapy, reflexology, massage therapy, energy healing. These are some of the things that you can find at the goldenyearshealingfoundation.com. Where are you located? I'm located in Mount Kisco, New York. People can come and get sessions at this space, which is 72 Chestnut Ridge Road in Mount Kisco. But also, basically what we've been doing is going to people's homes. I'm pretty passionate about that only because the Department of Labor did a study that 75% of seniors who are 70 and older who don't have a spouse spend three quarters of their waking hours alone. Lots of times they can't drive. So we've basically been coming to to them and doing massage and energetic healing. Right. How do seniors sign up for this? Uh, They can call me at 914 
and we're doing our best to set everybody up with sessions. Right. So, so this is a new. You've just yeah. given birth to this wonderful idea, and you do this <laughs> in addition to your full-time job, yes? I do this in addition to two part-time jobs and four kids. <laughs> so, yes. Two part-time jobs, four kids, but you're passionate about reaching out to seniors and giving them free alternative health care services. This is yeah. really amazing, and it's very, very sweet of you. And, and are you finding it rewarding? I bet you are. Oh, my God, I'm in love with them. <laughs> it's it's such an incredible, incredible thing. It, it, the seniors are so grateful, you know, and they're, so many of them are in chronic pain. Yeah. You know, it, it's just been, it's been an incredible experience. And, you know, the more I step out, the more support that's coming back and people that just want to help. And um, it's really, it's really been incredible. I mean, we haven't even been, you know, doing this. This is about our six-month point, and we've completed over 105 sessions, and it's just growing. It's growing. So right yeah. now, how can we help you? Please call me if anyone could even take on one, you know, if you're a Reiki practitioner or you're a massage therapist or you're, you know, any any kind of giving. If you could take on one senior per month, you know. Oh, and for the volunteers, we pay a stipend. They get $65 for every fifth session, which isn't a lot of money, but I didn't want it to cost them for their gas and their oil and their... You know, so basically, it's not a lot of money, but it's some money. <laughs> it's fantastic. $65 every fifth volunteer a gig yeah, they do. Yeah, 45-minute session. Wonderful. So, you need angels to help you with this. You need backers. That's what I need. I need angels. <laughs> all right. It's a very sweet idea, and we wish you all the success. GoldenYearsHealingFoundation.com. We can all go there for more information. Yes. Thank you so much, Casey. To volunteer as a service provider or to let you know about seniors who could use this free help. Yes. And, and I don't know if you know this, but I am a Reiki practitioner, so if you have any seniors in the Cold Spring area, let me know. Yay! Okay, <laughs> you, Casey, thank you. You just signed up one, okay? I know. I was just <laughs> thinking that. I was like, anyone who hears that's going to be calling, requesting you. That's very, very sweet. Thank you very much. Thank you. This is a wonderful, wonderful thing to do. GoldenYearsHealingFoundation.com. Such a sweet idea. And like you said, you're in Westchester, you're in Putnam, and you'll expand yep. as you get more people yes. to help you. Absolutely. All right. And if anybody wants to make a donation, they can do it to GoldenYearsHealingFoundation.com. We find out That's more there. Correct. It's it has been an incredibly rewarding, rewarding thing. That's Ann Martell. Visit GoldenYearsHealingFoundation.com. Now we have two lovely ladies visiting the Hudson Valley from Italy, Francesca and Allegra. They're getting ready for finals and prom. Pat Galfano, tell us how you helped arrange for this unforgettable school year abroad. I work with EF High School Exchange Year in America, and we are an international company, a not-for-profit, that brings 2,600 foreign exchange students from abroad to stay with American host families for our high school year in America all across the United States every year for 30 years. Beautiful. So have you had children in your house for 30 years? 
I've had many, many students in my home over the years, and we've formed lifelong relationships. In fact, my student from 1984 came back with her family, just moved back to New Jersey from Okinawa, so spent Easter together and a couple of nice days in Manhattan with her. So it was great. All right, now we have two lovely exchange students here, Francesca and Allegra. They're from Italy. How has it enriched or changed your lives? Hello, I'm Francesca. I think this experience is just like amazing. Like it literally changed your life in like all ways possible. Like you meet new people, you create like beautiful relationship with everyone. Like your host family becomes like your real family here. And it's just like, it's like having two dads, two moms, sisters and everything. So I just think it's an experience that everyone should do. Once in a lifetime. Francesca, thank you. You know, Pat, I wanted to ask you, are all the students that come uh, in the program, do they speak English as beautifully as Francesca? (laughs) They do have to have a certain level of English because, after all, they have to jump right in in September and take all the coursework that our own American students do. Allegra, how did you find school? Was it very different from school in Italy? The American school system is completely different from what we're used to in Italy. For example, here you pick and choose your classes and you choose what you want to do. In Italy, it's different. Um, Once you pick a certain type of high school that's specialized in a subject that you're interested in, you have to take the class that they assign to you. And you stay in the same classroom with the same people for five years, which is the duration of our high school, of our high school. Well, here you change classes every period and you meet so many different people, which I really like about American high school because you just get to meet a lot of different people. So how do you decide when you're a young person in Italy what high school you want to go to? And what if you feel like after you get to high school, you, you wish you had chosen something else? Well, you got to make your mind up in eighth grade. So at the end of middle school. In the first year, it's still possible to change, but after that, you really can't. So it is a big decision, but um, it does impact your college experience, but you can still go to any college you want to. You just won't have the same preparation as someone else. Let me ask you this. What's the difference between American students and Italian students? Is one group more studious than the other, more serious than the other, more mature than the other? Do you have any ideas on that? I think um, Italian students are more centered around academics, while uh, American students are much more open to current events. They discuss politics and just what's happening in the world in class, which is something I really, really like because um, you gain an awareness of what's happening around you that we just don't have back in Italy. Francesca, you, I understand you want to come back and maybe go to school in New York? Yes, right. And I would love to start my college experience in Italy and maybe transfer like in the FIT college in Manhattan, which I really, really would love to. So, yeah, like absolutely. Like, this experience changed a lot, like my mind and what, what I would love to do in the future. Let me ask you both. You could have probably gone anywhere in the world. Why did you want to come here? I think... Everyone in Italy has, like, the American dream. Everyone loves America. Everyone has, like, a passion. is very passionate about America and everything. So I think also, like, my parents, like, really, like, try to convince me, like, to come here. And I don't know. Like, I, I always love America, and I will always love America. But, like, everything is perfect here, so. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks. I'm g- come back anytime. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I would have to agree with Francesca. It's really... Um, everyone in Europe is fascinated by America. Uh, it's just the American dream and that you can do anything you want to. Everyone wants to know and experience what it's really like here. So that's what kind of pushed me in this direction instead of going somewhere else. 
So we all look and live just like the Kardashians, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That's funny. (laughs) All right. Thank you. Any last thoughts, Pat? What would you say to parents who are thinking about maybe opening up their home to a student? It is a leap of faith, but it's, it's something that can turn out to be such a wonderful, enriching experience. And uh, you can't imagine how well adjusted the students come to you, how they fit in with your family. They're not a house guest. They are certainly a, a real member, son or daughter. And uh, it's just a wonderful enrichment for your own kids, too, to share this experience. I know my, my children have been enriched. And it is a big movement, 2,600 across America. It's uh, very well sanctioned by the Department of State, and we have a great oversight for all the program details. And I'm here to support the family, which is really important, to have someone local in the community to support the family really helps when you're when you're involved with teenagers and schools and an exchange program. So EF High School Exchange here in America. We are looking for host families currently for September, and you can find us at efhighschoolexchangeyear.org. Thank you. What do I say? Arrivederci. Buongiorno. Arrivederci. Have a great week. You've been listening to the Health and Happiness Show with Casey. The content of the Health and Happiness Show is intended for general information purposes only. The Health and Happiness Show is a presentation of the Center for Dermatology, Cosmetic, and Laser Surgery in Mount Kisco. Recapture your youthful look with Dr. David Bank. Visit thecenterforderm.com. You'll be happy you did. You can listen to previously broadcast shows online at kcradio.com. And join Casey for another edition of the Health and Happiness Show next Sunday morning on 100.7 WHUD.